Hey everyone, and welcome to another Gadget Talk. I'm Derek. Of course, over here to I was going the right direction is Chad. Bounce, bounce, and below us we got back with us the Pizza Ninja, who the Sasquatch monitoring station that Chad is building is for. So, yes. how is everybody doing tonight? Great. Uh, nice to be back. It's been. It's actually. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but I'm actually missing doing episodes. So I am too. It breaks a little too long. It is. I know I've been extremely busy with personal and work and everything like that. It's, it is kind of nice to be here, being able to do this. Um, and I'm really excited uh, to see the progress of this ca uh, cache. And I know, um, John, you are as well. Oh, I'm, I am super excited. It's um, it's one of those things, too. I, I was telling Chad that... Um, uh, we actually had our Chautauqua Rails to Trails uh, uh, board of directors meeting this past Monday, and uh, we were telling everybody about it, took pictures, showed everybody on the board, and everybody's very, very super excited. So so we can't wait. So a big thank you to Chad for all of his help and Derek for all of your help with this. Um, I, been fun. Been, I haven't really helped. It's all been bad. <laughs> you, you talk. You produce the broadcast. You do all the talking. It's even yeah. harder for me. So I you're appreciate doing the hard, heavy you lifting. Do. You're doing the heavy lifting and yeah. building, building this. So, um, well, it, and Derek, we appreciate your Sasquatch yeah. expertise too. Um, certainly, this Wait, isn't one of those things of we could do on our own. What, what is Sasquatch? <laughs> you know, we should do a Sasquatch screen cache. Ooh. Ooh. You gotta scream like I shouldn't be saying this stuff because no, be more you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? My scream would be perfect too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you do sound a lot like Chewbacca, Chad. I do yeah. have to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's a distant cousin. <laughs> and, and if you if you don't if you're new to the show and you're missing that, go back to the stream screen cache of when we revealed that. I don't remember what episode that was. We'll have to do some research on what yeah. that, which one that was. But oh my gosh, I don't remember if I've laughed that hard in so long. So <laughs> yeah, um, or you don't have to go back because I'm never going to do that again. Yeah, I, I, I think like, though, Chad. I think though, Chad, you should do it again, like a strong man. So it's kind of like, like, like you know, it's like baby Sasquatch scream, <laughs> like you know, like 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 uh, Sasquatch master scream, you know, and like the whole gamut on that one. That yeah. would be very well, funny. Chad, I see the screen cache behind you, so we have to relive that somewhere. Right, yeah, right up there. <laughs> Actually, you well, Never mind. I have a new the fourth cache. I want to start building. So. Oh, oh, yeah, that's um, coming up. That's coming up as well. So, yeah. Um, but before we get to anything else, we got to do uh, take care of our sponsors, and then also we have a special announcement for actually next week's show that we want to talk about. Um, and you don't want to miss that either because it's going to have a lot of information on there. Um, but but before we do that, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com, that's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. 
It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Okay, so while we're doing the sponsors, I'm going back through the 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 messages on here and uh so we got some 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 of our favorite people are on of course we got seabeck tribe uh coming in gary coming in uh tricacious uh saying good evening direwolf um oh is it true gary that today's your birthday if it is happy birthday yeah happy birthday so engineering on here birthday. yeah darren from australia is on here GCDSK11 from Medicine Hat. I know where that one's coming in from. Um, we already got Direwolf. Bell on the Move's going to have to watch it later, but hey, a Bell on the Move. Hey, look look what hat I got on. All right. OzFox is on us as well. So we got two Aussies on here with us. And then I was just kind of, was kind of something was kind of funny. Direwolf's comment here Derek, you're the Ed McMahon that Chad's Johnny Carson. <laughs> I'm on the wrong side, though. Well, no, wait. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Because yeah, Johnny Carson was always on the left, and I'm on the right. So, all right. So, but yeah, and, and then we, and then Sparky916 has just joined us as well. Um, um, what was this? One and a half, but I'll celebrate for a week. Okay. So, it's in about a half a week, I guess, or one twelfth of a week. I don't know. On one twelve, his birthday was on one twelve. Which was? Oh, okay. So, three days ago. Three days ago. So, happy belated birthday um, to Gary. <clears throat> but, and speaking of Gary, um, Gary is part of the crew of, of course, the geocache talk crew that got this all started, but he had this crazy brainstorm explosion, whatever, with all of us <clears throat> to create Cash Fest. And if you don't know what Cash Fest is, it's a huge mega now that we do here, right? This year is in Memphis, so it's Memphis 2023. Uh, we did it last year. It was a great event, um, but wanted to – there's something that's going to be happening next week. Um, we're going to actually be doing a Cash Fest show next Sunday night at 8 o'clock Central. Um, but part of that show, and we've teased this several different times, and I'm going to show the tease again. Uh, we're going to reveal what this is. The vault. Mm, so we're going to reveal what the vault is next week on our Cash Fest show. The whole Cash Fest crew is going to be with us, and that's going to be eight o'clock next Sunday um, here. Same same gadget channel, but it's going to be a Cash Fest channel. All right, tomorrow next week. Next week's going to be the Cash Fest, but it's the Geocache Talk channel. Yeah, so man. eight o'clock central. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we're going to give a lot more details. There'll be a lot of stuff that's going to be released of the events that's going to be going on. And things that we have been working on behind the scenes. And who knows? There will more than likely be, we'll probably let Gary spill some beans on some stuff. So, <laughs> well, you got to let Gary spill some beans. You got to, it's his favorite thing. It I was is. Gonna say uh, the forecast for a great show is Gary spilling beans. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Gary will probably get to spill the beans on.
So that's what he's going to get to spill the beans on next week. That's fun. And, and more. It, so. It's going to be something that's epic. So, yeah. That one, Gary, just mentioned that too. So, all right. So, let's what get to the Sasquatch monitoring station. And so, tell us, I'm going to turn it over to y'all. I'm here, but this is y'all. So, I'm going to let you lead off one on, Chad. Perfect. So, when we ended last show we uh we had everything kind of ready to mount um so i mounted the uh we can go to my desk camera there my build cam okay there um, we go there we go so um my job was to mount the lens here on the outside mount the antenna on it and then get the get the uh the nameplate uh mounted maiden mounted so i ended up getting this painted on here getting the sticker put on although i have a completely different idea for a sticker now um so all that is done so we just need to start building from here the inside so if you saw if you've been following the instagram posts um john actually does our instagram our media uh he posted actually a video the other day of kind of the inside a spoiler of what the inside looks like um and so that's what we're going to be putting together today and pretty much completing it up unless we come up with some better ideas or some more ideas to do to it uh, tonight so um, first thing we're going to do, if you notice the photo, um, I decided to add a solar panel to it to charge the batteries. So you don't have to go out every six months and change the batteries, um, depending on, you know, it's going in a forest, so it has to get some light. Uh, so if you're in an area where maybe there's not quite enough light in the forest, you may want to just run the battery system and change the batteries. But um, I'm going to. I love that. Yeah. Um, so let me go ahead here and uh, show you exactly what I'm going to do here. Okay, Excuse going me, back Derek. to Bill. Um, yes, thank you, Derek. Um, so what I went ahead and did was um, I printed up a holder for this solar panel. So I actually made this the day after the podcast last week, trying to figure out how to make, make the solar panel. Um, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel because I had everything pretty much in these kits. So the kits I have, um for these look like look like this here um they're the fake cameras this one actually has a strobe light on it um the one I'll put it away sorry go back over here okay the one that has a light flashing is this one here um if you open it up you see the solar panel here and oh i took the insides out that's probably what i'm using so anyways, I pulled the LED out and the double A battery pack out of here, and I end up using it on this build that we're doing tonight. I end up then printing up um, – oh, here it is. I'll tell you, too much stuff. I end up printing up an area, uh, something for it to sit in. So how I got this solar panel out of the – camera was I end up taking it apart and then I just took this over to my my bandsaw and I just cut around the edges of this as you can see here I left the the slip and ended up making this tight enough to where it slides in and then I just put some silicone in and it and it sits in there um this is what it looks like without the solar panel so um that's how I made that end up putting a couple threaded inserts on the back so um it could tighten down uh, to the box. Now, after I did that, 
I was not convinced that I really liked the way it looked. And I didn't like the angle because right now this is at a 45. Right. And um, I kind of was thinking maybe that'd be good for in the woods. But after thinking about it more, I think I like a 22 and a half better. So a little bit less of a slope, um, which should let more light in. So I ended up right. remaking that. And my thought was, well, I didn't really like the way I mounted the solar panel because your average person may not have a bandsaw to cut this out. You know, um, and you may just want to build it from scratch. So I end up making. What did I do with it? Hey, Chad, while you're looking for that, a uh, sure. question came in from Sparky916. Do you waterproof the 3D printed solar box with poly or something? Yeah. So uh, I went over it last time. This will work. had everything sitting right here. I wonder if I took it to work. <laughs> Boy, you know, if I kept my shop clean, I wouldn't have these issues. Oh, um, you haven't even seen my shop <laughs> for a while. No, literally, this table right here is kind of my little... Oh, I'll put it here and put it, put it away later. Table. But uh, anyway, um, I use a black silicone. Um, you could also use something like this. This is gutter seal, but yes... So what I did was put down, go back to the build camera. Okay. There, um, it will pop up here somewhere when the show's over. Silicone on here and then put, slid in the uh, the solar panel. And then I didn't do it this time because I wanted, I fit it all together, but I wanted to take it off as I would silicone then this here, just on the outside a little bit. And, uh, and I have black silicone. To do that and then fit it in screw it in and then i'd wipe all the extra silicone away so yes it is waterproofed because i want this to be uh water resistant waterproof for everything and, and hopefully it'll be uh sasqu sasquatch resistant too yeah, i think is how you're you're designing it to be yeah um hopefully and i do see one other comment too from uh dire wolf saying chad you should put a random three digit number on there to make it seem more legit and um and I don't know, Chad, if it's if it's okay to, to yeah, go ahead. give the details on this one, but uh, Dire Wolf. So, so what we're actually thinking is this will actually be one out of a series. So this would be Sasquatch Monitoring Series uh, Station 01, and then others can be put out there too from there. I think there's interest, I think Chad said, from Florida, maybe Australia, and there's a few other ones as well too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be great. So uh, I found what I did. Okay, cool. So I ended up buying these um, six-volt solar panels here uh, when I put wires on. But you can buy the six-volt solar panels that are flat. Um, you can solder to them. Uh, and so that's what I ended up doing right here on this one. Um, and same thing, silicone around here. And then you could mount this inside. And this fits in. Nice and snug in there. And then you can see how that goes down. So you'd silicone this down to get it to sit and then silicone this. And I actually did not put in the threaded nuts on here uh, because I thought you guys actually might want to see how it's done. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put the 22 and a half on. So um, let me switch my bit. 
So when you put on these threaded nuts or inserts, um, there are several different sizes. So you have these specialty uh, tips for putting the inserts on. And you can use a regular solder tip, but these tips actually make it going straighter and easier to use. I've used it both ways. And if you're just doing it once or twice, I wouldn't spend the money on the, the special tips. But uh, I, I like to use those, so I use them a lot. So I spent the money on them. Uh, let's see. We did it for, well, for Cash Fest last year, right? We sat in Derek's garage one night and... Oh my gosh! Yeah. In all those boxes. Um, so what the inserts look like, and I'll just pull out a quick thing of them. I have them in both metric and uh, standard. Um, this is what they look like. This. So they're made for plastic. You can get them made for wood as well, uh, and they come in many different sizes. So you have different depths. This is a fairly thin one here, or you can go with like a thicker one, a deeper one, I should say. That looks like this. Um, so it depends on your project is. And I believe four millimeters is what I end up using. Oh, yes. So you, you have your insert here. Put my soldering gun. I gotta turn it on here. And let me move this box out of the way for a sec. I need a bigger build table. <laughs> Okay, um, so you have the holes here that it's going to sit in. Um, so there's a couple different ways you can push this in here or get it set. You want to make these holes when you print them just a tad bit smaller um, than your insert is. Okay. And then you can either we're almost we're almost up to the right temperature here. And then all you have to do is stick. This is at an angle, so it might be easier. I'll show the other way I do it. And I hope this insert is the right size. Oh boy, it isn't. Let me see if I have the bigger one that will fit in there. Okay. While you're doing that, Chad, Dyer Wolf's asking a question saying, I assume you're doing the solar thing to avoid having to go out and uh, change batteries, right? Does it mean this won't be able to be located in a wooden area, wooded area? So right. well, this is going to be um, uh, posted off the side of a rails to trail. So you're going to have some clearing from that. And then we'll orientate it towards the, the sun on there too. So the thought is hopefully that should keep the charging actually on there so that the batteries won't require to be changed. I think if, uh, Chad, we were thinking just the batteries, were we thinking they'd have to be changed maybe like every two months? Is that what we were thinking if we didn't do solar? I think they go four to six months if you don't oh, do okay. solar. That's typically, I, I've ran that on my other caches, okay. but I think it depends on the weather, right? Because batteries drain differently in colder or hotter weather. Mm -hmm. um, so that was why I did the solar is to try and prevent someone from hiking up in the woods and having to change it. Um, and I think it looks cool too, right? So you're doing a monitoring station that oh, needs to look official and it looks like just like the antenna, right? That's right. It's not real, but people are going to think it is real. And that's kind of what the solar panel also looks like as well. Right. Um, so I end up changing to a larger, uh, a larger, uh, a 10, eight thirty second nut here. And so it, it actually fits inside and then I'll just heat it up. Now, these are longer than what I printed, 
But uh, the reason I'm not changing this a smaller tip is it's 700 degrees and it'll take a minute to cool down. So for tonight, I'll just, you stick it, that's still not quite big enough, but you stick it on there and you push down and it'll actually seat inside. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun doing those during cast. And uh, with this tool, it, it took it. I mean, I've been a starting iron, but with this tool, it's just so much faster just dropping them in and, and just them in there uh, doing it. So, yeah, it really there. goes fairly fast. And that was kind of what I was worried about here on this. As you see how, the, how deep they are, it kind of stuck up, but that's okay. I'll reprint it and I'll just use that for an example tonight um, on how we, how I put those inserts in. Um, but, uh, Anyway, that's how those are put in. So they're inside the bottom of, of this already. I'll just stick this back on for tonight. So and if you see the um, the lens piece, I just cut it out again on the bandsaw. Um, you could use an eye for scissors, and then I hot, I super glued it in to where to where it goes, and it's not coming out ever. So um, that's in nice and tight. So we'll take our our solar panel. Uh, and what I did was I printed as well just a uh, one mil piece of, of this, of the uh, bottom piece of the solar panel. So I knew where to line the holes up. Right. So then I was able to put this on here. And I think this is actually the wrong one. This is for the 22. But anyways, put it on here. was able to do the holes, uh, drill the holes, mark them and drill them so that it will line up perfectly on here. And then I'll take some screws. And the nice thing about doing these inserts, if you do make get these inserts, um, I do a lot of millimeter stuff in millimeters, but sometimes I need them a little bit bigger, and then I will switch over to like the eight thirty seconds and ten twenty fours and quarter twenties, which is what you see here. But I use a lot of these smaller millimeter ones. What's nice is it comes in a kit, a set. It's not too expensive. And then you can buy a set of screws and washers that match that. So in different lengths. So it's actually kind of, it's kind of nice to be able to buy them together if you can. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I, I love that too. I actually have, I think I have one of those as well. The one of those sets and everything. And it just, it does really come in handy uh, doing all that. Yeah. So now, like we mentioned before, I would silicone that in so this would be nice and sealed. But um, I'm going to switch it over to the uh, 22 and a half degree one. Yeah, and I love the look of this, too, with the antenna. Mm -hmm. I know um, Chad and I were kind of talking about, like, the description and what would be the story with this one. And we were thinking maybe the story could be and certainly I'd love to hear everybody's like input on this in the chat is maybe the uh, Sasquatch monitoring station lost communications, you know, so you have the antenna there. So it implies maybe that was the way that the uh, data was being transferred onto that one. And then asking people to go to the location uh, to then, you know, interact with the uh, Sasquatch monitoring station. Yeah. Okay. So that's done. Um, and so then the battery I went with on this was I actually, this is the one out of there. I didn't want to redo it and 
I wish I would have now because I didn't take this apart until actually we were just waiting to open on the show. Um, the LED, the reason why I have tape around here is that these wires do not have any kind of uh, shrink heat tube shrink around them. Uh, and I didn't want them touching. Um, but typically what I would do is go ahead and I would heat tube that so you don't see that. And I'd also use a five millimeter versus a three millimeter light that flashes. So this is a flickering light LED um, or flashing. I shouldn't say flickering, flashing. Uh, just a two uh, AA battery holder um, and a resistor, which is, I believe, a 330 ohm. 330 orange white, 390, I think is what it is. Uh, resistor. Uh, and then this here, I have, I always usually use quick releases or quick connects to my solar panels. So it's easy enough. You don't have to take this apart. If you need to check something happens to the battery pack or the LED, it just snaps together in and out. And then when you do maintenance, it just snaps together as well. So it's fairly simple. So now you can see the LED is flashing, which I think it was because it was running on battery. So the solar panel will charge the batteries until there's no power, no sun, and then it will switch to battery. Uh, <clears throat> on this so then this will just stick inside the lens there and flash and then what i will do is silicone this in and i'm going to switch that to a five millimeter led i debated and i'm going to switch it i i'd like to use the five but uh i'd end up using double-sided sticky velcro to velcro this here to the side that way if you need to take it off to change the batteries it's easier to pull it out or pull this off the wall to change the batteries and then to try and get to them at an angle. So this will all mount inside here, nice and neat. Now you can do, which I was trying to think of what I could do on a another part of this cache is I also have these cameras that strobe. So when they, when they get motion, they'll actually send a strobe out a light. So like a flash. Um, and it's fairly uh, bright. And they also work off of a 3AA um, solar panel. And so I was trying to think where I could put that. But at night, that might bring too much attention to the cache if you're not out caching. Um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sold on putting it on yet. But it's kind of a thought I had maybe on a future one. So that will mount there. But before we mount this... Um, I went ahead and printed up, designed and printed up a couple mounts for the panel. So I want everything hidden. So we're going to have a strap that goes through here. Um, and then we'll have a, a cable that's going to have a lock on it. I want everything. I want it to be clean. I don't want you to be able to see any of that. So I went ahead and designed and printed up a mount here, uh, for the front panel. Again, I used the threaded inserts on them as well as for the front panel and the back. I printed this in two different ways. I did a solid back as well as a, uh, a back where it's just connected by the sides because this is a cheap Harbor Freight box <laughs> and uh, it's concaved here on the back. So it can kind of, it kind of flares these out after you get this on. And I can show it to you here in a minute. So the way I end up making the holes for the bottom where the screws go, just to show you as well, is I went and drilled them in through where the feet are. That way that we'll put a little bit of silicone on them, put the screw in, and it will seal up really nice and neat and be out of sight. 
So this will pop in just like this. And one of the reasons why I did this after the solar panel is you can't get to the solar panel screw anymore if you do try and put the solar panel on afterwards. So we will go ahead and put those screws on. Yeah, Dire Wolf has a great comment that I love. He said that we should ask people to submit Sasquatch sighting pictures in their logs, but they have to be really blurry photos. Oh, that's yeah, fun. We kind of, kind of joked about that at the beginning, uh, too, of this, too. You'd have to show a picture, optional picture, because you can't make it required, of like a pose of you with Sasquatch. I, I know there's one of Gary on social media of him on Sasquatch sign posing like the sign itself. So maybe some, maybe you have to do the pose of the sticker that's on there or something like that. So I don't know. That'd be kind of funny because that's always that's great, great to add those things in there. Um, especially I know like um, Bell on the move, he has a lightsaber cache and people will do different shots with the lightsaber uh, pictures that those are always fun to see. He made it like a photo booth. Yeah. Cash. I, I'd say we can definitely give out bonus points for those pictures. <laughs> Yes. Now, well, that'd be actually great. Now you can actually put great story on your mark. Great story. If when you use that, no cashly, you can do it. And I think you might, I don't know if you can do it on the regular app or not, but um, I know when cashly, which is part of the network, uh, you can do that as well. So. That's great. Sorry. This takes a little bit longer than open for. Having this concave back really messes up the flat part of the, the back here. So then it flares everything out. Um, so you got to make sure you don't tighten up the screws all the way. So you get them all in. Yeah, and while Chad's doing that, I know there was, uh, I think, a question on social media. Where is this going? So this is going to be... Um, uh, posted up in western New York. It's in Chautauqua County. And a few caches to grab while you're around here. Definitely, this is probably going to be, I think, like an hour away maybe from Eternal Flame Falls, one of the best earth caches out there. Yeah. So if you're in town to grab that, definitely call. Uh, definitely grab Eternal Flame Falls. Another cool cache, probably an hour in the other direction, is actually the oldest cache in Pennsylvania as well, too. So if anybody comes into town to grab these, let me know. You know, let's have pizza. Let's talk cashing and let's have some fun. Oh, I could have pizza people. with the pizza ninja if I go find this, huh? Yeah. I yeah. Like e e e even pickle pizza if somebody is uh, adventurous enough to try it. I would try it. I'd love it. I think I've had it. I'm pretty yeah. sure I have. I so. had uh, at the cracking uh, game, they have Peterborough and Jelly uh, corn dog. Ooh, that sounds uh, good. It wasn't as good as I was hoping. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but tried it. Well, I was going through. Okay, here's here's. I was going through a box that was that we picked up from Cash Fest. Chat. I found one of your um, cucumber lime Gatorades. Oh, did you? I love yeah. those. They, everybody's like, that sounds terrible. I'm like, it's the best. I put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to try it? I've had it before. Yeah. I love them. The, the, I'm I'm still out on if, if I like it or not. I'll have to try it again. Yep. 
Okay, Something so, you have to try like two or three times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The first yeah. time I had it, I was like, that's that's really good. But I like weird things. It's cucumber. It's like a jalapeno cucumber or something like that. So, Crumpy okay. Tired Mom says she's had a cheeseburger pizza with ketchup, mustard, and pickles. It was awesome. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I'd try that. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to put in is the strap. So if you saw in the video, I had a yellow strap that went around the tree. Um, unfortunately, it's only like 16 inches long. So once you get around that, you wouldn't be able to go around a very big tree. So this is as long as that one is. Um, so I went in and bought a couple three-footers. So hopefully that will go around the tree. But if you know where you're putting it, you'll just have to purchase, you know, four foot, eight foot, whatever you want, and you can cut mm -hmm. it down. So we made slits in here last week for the strap to go through. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and feed that through real quick and just show you how this is going to work. So your strap will go through here, around the tree, back in through the slit on this side here. And then you would just tighten it. And this will all be hidden behind that, the uh, face of the box. So you'll go ahead and take it and then you can tighten it up um, to the box or to the tree itself. Uh, and this will allow you, you know, people are worried about screwing stuff to trees or being things being too tight. This will allow you when you go do maintenance, you can loosen it up a little bit if you need to. Um, but uh, anyways, you'll tighten up around the box. I'm going to tighten this up fairly tight just because I don't want it flopping around. Right. When we're building here. Uh, and then the access... Uh, will just end up being stuck behind the face and you wouldn't see it. The next thing will be um, the cable that we made last week. So we have this cable here that will go around the tree. After you have this snugged up to the tree, now this is just so no one can just cut the, the strap. They'd have to bring something a little bit stronger to cut a cable. And this is just stainless steel uh, eighth inch cable. Um Goes, it goes in this side here. I put a stop on this side with a washer. So that will go through. You run it around the tree, and you don't want it to be too loose. Um, put this back in. Now, I think I put five feet on this for you, John, and you can either bind it up in here or you can cut it. Okay, um, once perfect. you get it around, then what you're going to do uh, is snug it up with a with a uh, cable clamp. Which I thought I put in the box, but must not have. So I love how Chad, as we can see kind of top down of kind of where how Chad's got a lot of stuff. Everything's pretty much right there. I just love how he's got everything right there. I need to go in and do a whole bunch of stuff to my shop. That's for sure. It makes it a lot easier when you got everything kind of right here. Um, but I don't see that cable clamp. I know I put it somewhere so I wouldn't forget it. <laughs> but the cable clamp goes on here. I can show it later or take a picture. Um, I got so many projects for other things going on. I might have got stuck on it. But anyways, the cable clamp just cl clamps to this here. So what I would do is feed the washer back on it. Which I'll send you the washers and everything in the cable clamp. Um, you'll put the, the washer on first. And that will prevent anybody from being able to yank that through the plastic. 
there and then you just put the cable clamp onto it and if you're going to cut it i would leave it i'd leave probably a foot of it in here so you can always adjust it or if you need to change locations or you can probably just take the whole thing whatever is left over i'd imagine your tree is going to be at least one foot or two foot in diameter yeah it is um, and, and i like this too because it'll kind of give a little bit of adjustment over time if the tree yeah. grows yeah so um anyway you can you'll put that in there and then put a you put the camp the uh, clamp on there, and then you'll be good. No lock or anything needed once you have that clamp on. Um, and again, if someone really wants to take it, they're going to take it. There's <laughs> this isn't really going to stop someone that really wants it, but someone who maybe doesn't have the tool or something, or may just be thinking about it, it may be enough just to deter them from wanting to to take the cash. So I am going to pull this cable out just so I don't have to work around it too much here while I'm putting the rest together. Okay. And then the next part is, and this is just a wire from the fake antenna. Um, this is just, a, I think this is a 4G antenna thing off of a from router or something. Um, anyways, it just flips up and down um, for transport and I just put it down. But uh, for you, John, I'll probably unscrew it. It just threads in and out. Uh, and put it in the box. Okay, sounds um, good. But it just pops up and down. Um, and then now you have your your upper piece that's going to cover all the stuff behind here. So we'll have. I'll stick this in here. Uh, no, just not Sasquatches. Uh, Direwolf says muggles aren't allowed to watch the show, are they? <laughs> I said no, just Sasquatches are not. All right. So this will get siliconed in, hot glued in. Whatever you want to do on that. This will be mounted with Velcro. Um, and then this is the top piece I made. Um, so I made it two different levels here, um, as you can see here, because I knew I was going to have the LED here in batteries. Wasn't sure the depth I needed. I could actually go a little bit thinner uh, or a little bit shallower if I wanted to, but this sits flush on, on the top. So this will go ahead and mount in here it's pretty snug um yeah, like a perfect fit and uh yeah and then you can see i put the threaded inserts in you can go ahead and screw these into it i don't drop all my screws That's another big thing I keep is a nice magnet because I drop a lot of screws. But unfortunately, I believe these are stainless steel screws. So the magnet's not going to work. Yeah, and Chad, Chronically Tired Mom's asking a question on here too. Uh, too. Do you make two of your caches just in case they get stolen? Mine, I don't typically make two. Well, I say that. Um, because I shouldn't say anything, but mine typically don't get stolen because mine are mounted to buildings or have security cameras on them. Um, most of them. Uh, but that being said, I have three different, I have three of the screen caches built over here. So if something did happen to it, if I had that one out, uh, I would do it. So I prototype one and I don't like it. And instead of tearing it all the way apart, in case I want to mess with it some more, I'd leave it together. So this is, for an example, 
this is the original scream cache here that we built that the container fell and broke on and i ended up just rebuilding it sorry i didn't know if you oh, my yeah, sorry, yeah. i was yeah all right so here i will look at it on the bills so this is it it's all built in there so if i something happened to it i can technically take this and remake it but it's not too hard to remake it's just printing up and doing whatever so no not too often okay so we have that in i dropped that one screw the one thing about that uh concave back there is um when you when i tighten that white back piece down and i could probably tighten down after i get this in um it took those legs i built that i printed here that are sticking up right here and it twisted them because the the back of that's not straight and so now they're not exactly centered which you can see they went in really easy they're just not exactly centered in the hole um but uh you just kind of push the screw over and it centers itself real simple okay so that's that that's in nice and clean um now I don't know if you want to talk about the puzzle at all, John, or say what it's going to be. You don't have to say what it is, but how you're going to find it. Um, yeah, certainly. So um, one of the things I'm thinking about doing, and I don't want to give away the draft puzzle, but um, but one thing I, I've done before is I've used Google Forms for uh, puzzles. So I'm putting like one example in the chat here. This is a puzzle previously I did called the uh, Bridge of Death. It was featured on, as the geocaching puzzle of the day back in May 20th, 2020. And um, on here, if you go to the link in that one, you'll see it's actually a Google form that I use. And in Google forms, you can actually do um, response validators. So you can put in things that, that verify the answer. And what I'm thinking I'm going to do for this one is I'm actually going to create a... Uh, uh, Sasquatch data collection form that people will probably have to submit on that side. So I made one that is very similar to that one. But if people want to go through and uh, check out that Bridge of Death one, you can go through and actually uh, kind of get a sense how you can use a Google form for creating a puzzle that will then give you coordinates. Or you can give that to actually unlock a puzzle as well too if you want to give a code after somebody completes it. Great. Okay. I went and got an extra table to put over here <laughs> while John was talking. So I can actually not have to throw stuff all around. Okay. So um, from my understanding, um, or what you could do, my thought was, one of my thoughts, and we, we talked about this, you can put a QR code inside the door um, for the, the puzzle. So you can either have just a regular uh, preform inside of the container so you can do a puzzle to get into it and just have a regular preform or you can do a puzzle to get into it and then like most of my caches are two-step 3d printed this preform lock here and so this will be sitting inside and there'll be another puzzle to actually get to the logbook um so you have to figure out the code and Oh, come on, done. And let's see here. Yeah, and that's really cool. I like how that preform unlock came out. And that's very nice. I mean, how that just sits in there, too. Yeah. 
this lock isn't the best use for it, but the lid comes off and then the preform will come out of it. Oh, that's very nice. Um, yeah, this is something that Dave Wagner designed years ago and sent sent it over to me. Um, you know, the file to, to print and sell or use or whatever. And I've never used it because I don't put any preforms out. But when I was doing this, I thought this would be a perfect use for that it. That is so. a cool one because I've also seen the ones where, and I have one in my closet back here in the back. Um, but I have the one where it actually has the, it's another type that has the, you put it on preform and actually has a combination on top of it too. Yeah, I think that's like a wine bottle lock one, isn't it? Or something I, like it that? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, those would be, that would be really cool. It'd take up a lot less room and not be as bulky, but. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it here in a second. Um, when I'll let y'all talk, and I'll jump off here for a yeah. second. So yeah, that one's that one's really cool. So the preform will fit inside the box here with the lock on it, and then you could do whatever designing you want. I know one feature I wanted to put on it is to give the uh, uh, was it the rails to trails? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to give you guys some recognition, so I made it. Uh, <clears throat> template here to paint um and was going to stick this on the door but if you're going to do a qr code uh, i might make a smaller one and go ahead and put it on the back of the 3d print i could also add it to the 3d print too as well so and just do a two color print yeah i think if you want to do the smaller one chat on there because I'm, I'm almost just thinking out loud here i could probably put the qr code with that data collection form puzzle on the inside mm-hmm and I think that could be cool because then I'm almost thinking in there I'll probably put some like gag survey ones too for fun for people oh, to okay. put in to collect information. So are you, you going to have paper in here? No, I'm thinking probably just a laminated sheet with the QR code. Something that says like if communication fails to the Sasquatch data or Sasquatch monitoring station, please enter your data manually using this oh, okay. QR code to the link. Oh, that cool. is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I could put a little thing here, make a little pocket 3D print one if you're gonna put forms, or I could even cut a piece of acrylic this size, put some screws in it, and you could screw whatever it is behind the acrylic so then it doesn't get wet or ripped or anything. Right. Yeah, I like the acrylic idea. So um that'll be nice. You'll just see some heads of screws, but again, that makes it to me that kind of makes it more authentic looking that there's actually something in there, stuff's attached to it. You know, same reason why I like to have the solar panel, the LED and the and the uh, antenna. That does look cool. And I like the camera, the, the or the LED light on the side of the camera lens on the side. I think it just looks really, really cool. Um, that I really do like it. Now, here's what I was talking about. This is the um, focus. There you go. This is the one where it's the you can lock up a preform here as well and, I'll, and it's really easy you put in the code it's a three digit code um and then it will you has the button on the top and you can just push the button um and then it comes it'll actually open up if i can get it right oh this actually get it actually put in the right code um so then it just opens up and that's how it is on the inside uh, yeah, that's cool. See, I like that one a little bit better. The thing with uh, 3D printed ones um, are that uh, it's a 3D print, right? So not the strongest thing. Um, if you look at this, you can see the layer lines there. And really, if I took this, and again, it's someone who's going to really be desperate to get into it. If I took this and I 
I yanked really hard on it to yeah. break the 3D filament. I mean, they would have to put a lot of pressure on it. It's pretty thick, but it would work. Yours is really clean, and I like how clean it is, how yours is. But um, I didn't have one of those. I only have this. So <laughs> I don't know where I got that. I don't know if, where I found it. Uh, it might have been on geocaching.com or something like that where I might have found it. Um, I don't remember. Or if it was on um, – because it came with, I think, came with a log work uh, sponsored um, <laughs> book in there, a uh, log book in there as well. So, and I, I'll, in fact, I'm going to kind of look real quick, see if we can find it um, okay. as you all are talking some more. Well, that's okay. Um, yeah, it would be great to know where to get that. At some point, didn't I? Everybody's looking at my feet. Okay. So, um, the, uh, the other thing we we're talking about is, online we had people when we posted pictures of this want some so i'm not against making a kit that you can purchase and put it together yourself and put your own out um we were talking about numbering them so i thought about making either making it so you can paint the number on yourself for this and you know these are just i'm just brainstorming here different ideas so you can make yours will be oh one and the next one should be oh two or whatever so and so so on, I mean. Um, or there's these type of number templates here or name uh, number plates. Um, I don't know if you see them, it's backwards. That be that can be riveted on as well in different areas that gives the number on it. But I think almost painting it or putting a sticker on might be a little bit easier. But these are kind of cool. These I don't remember how I got these. Someone gave these to me at one point and uh Oh, actually, you know, I know how I got them. They were shipped to me inside one of my Amazon packages. And I told them I didn't order them, and they just said keep them. I don't think they're very expensive. <laughs> I was going to say, they look really nice. Yeah, okay. they're nice, but I don't know what the price was. But when I wanted to return them because I didn't order it, um, they weren't worried about it. So I found you can get them on uh, geocaching.com, the shop. So shop.geocaching.com. Uh, they're eighteen dollars, seventeen ninety nine. Oh, nice! So you can just go on there and order them from there. Um, cool. It's combo lock tube geocache. So and I, that might have been where I got got this from, and then I just put a different preform on it, or petling tube, or whatever you want to call. Whatever this. you call it. And those that don't know what these actually are, I don't know if anybody knows what these. Are. These are actually bottles. Like this might be like a sprite bottle before it's actually heated up and blown out. To this shape, this is what the, what the, when they get them at this um, at the factory for it. That's what these actually are. So uh, this is a unused tiny sprite bottle. Is what these are, not test tubes or anything like that. That's what the petlings are. Um, yep. mm -hmm. so, so fun fact: if you didn't know what these actually were, there's not a company out there bulk manufacturing geocaches like this. It's it's actually another use, like we've used everything else as a different use. Well, they're unintentionally bulk manufacturing them. Right. Yeah. Unbulk, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just geocaching. One thing I wanted to mention is I did mess up on here when I did the hole for the antenna and I drilled it on the bottom. So I hate having extra holes, so I 3D printed some plugs and plugged it and siliconed it in, glued it in, um and everything so if you mess up it's usually it's not that big of a deal um you just got to figure out some kind of way i wanted to keep it waterproof so i just printed up a couple of plugs there one there and then i was going to originally have the led above this here 
Um, so this actually looked like a camera or a sensor. Right. Uh, but then I changed my mind, so I ended up plugging that. But that will stay waterproof as well. Yeah. And I love how these look, Jack, because, I mean, really when – when you know you're looking at different ones looking at uh trail cameras and trail counters i mean this looks almost exactly like you know a real legitimate trail counter that people use out there to keep track of uh how many people go on to trails out there right oh that's yeah, great that's kind of the point was that someone would know what a trail counter is trail counter whatever you call it uh and uh wouldn't mess with it and that's what I wanted to do. If you see most of my caches, they look like they blend, they blend in there. Right? They look like they belong there. And that was one of the points. I think if we if we made it not look like one, someone would probably mess with it and you know try and get into it. But we'll see. I mean, if they read the name on it too, they might go, oh, "What is that?" Might be kind of hokey, but yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I think, and I agree with what you were saying earlier, Chad, that this would be kind of cool as a kit, and where are we putting our kits now is kind of going to give a little plug and Chad and I actually have the shirts oh, on yeah, tonight. Do, gadget Academy. both of us have gadget Academy shirts on, uh, but it's actually gadget Academy builds.com. And that's where a lot of the kits that Chad and Dave have designed and they're on there now. And let me, I'm gonna try and let me share the page real quick. Um, but that's where you can find these kits. And I think that would be a really cool idea to have this as a kit. Um, on here so yeah so here's is the um the site catch academy kit of course you got some of the other stuff here the dino skull crates uh geocoin fest 2021 poker chip display so if you were at cash uh going uh at coin fest geocoin fest you, that's your poker table that you can order of course the co coins are up here of the gadget talk um different shows that are on here as well but then also right here is your ma the magic box kit is that the only one you have up there right now, Chad? No, so if you go up to uh, go back one page uh, and go up, uh, go to shop now. Shop now, okay. Okay, Those are and just then you have uh, you you can have every everything there, or you can pick kits or or whatever. So everything's up there. Um, I'll have shirts up there. I'm printing up a bunch of shirts here uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, so I have Gadget Academy shirts and stuff. But uh, yeah, anything there uh, or this is where they'll be, and we'll announce it you know, on our, our social media when they go live, if I get enough interest, I don't want to put a bunch together and, and right, have them around. Right. So. so, yeah, so there's the cabinet, there the memory kits, the, the chase kit, the scales kit and the magic blocks kit. So all those are up there. Um, and the coins, of course, for all the geocache talk. Yeah. So, the only one I don't have up there is the uh, cube. Um, right. And that's on purpose. It's, it's one of those kits that, if there's a couple different chips in there, if somehow it gets messed up and it happened in shipping a few times uh, where the chip must have been exposed to some kind of static electricity or something and didn't work, um, I didn't want to have to sit there and keep sending parts back and forth. Uh, it's also a lot harder to solder those kits up. And so I'm leaving those mainly right now, unless I get a lot of people that want them uh, as an event cache that you'll actually have to do at Gadget Academy. Right. So here's a question. Is the coffin for sale for the one that fits the two sugar skulls or the small one from the event? Uh, so the one on there is for the event uh, that you see right in front. Three sugar skulls. Cheek that fits the three, but not on shelves. I think they're talking about this one. Uh, sorry. I made this one up. I stained it too pink and, and painted it. Um, but it has all three and it's deeper. 
Um, I haven't put them up for sale yet. I haven't had a too big of a demand on them, but if someone's interested, um, shoot me an email and I can stick it up there. I mean, it's, that's it. I have to, I just have to hit a button and print it. So, right. And of course you can always send that email as I've got to change over here to gadget talk podcast at gmail.com and you can get it there. Uh, you can message us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at gadget talk podcast. Um, or you can just send us, um, find us on any social media of course um you know my personal or my because i'm friends with a lot of y'all on my personal uh social media or you can find me on behind the cash and chad is bounce bounce eight on instagram uh, and so that's there and you can find that or you can like i said you can just email us at gadget talk podcast at gmail.com and get that information or find us at on instagram at gadget talk podcast yes and one more thing here real quick while we're going uh, before we go, um, is online I did post a picture of an 18650 battery charger, um, solar panel battery charger. Um, and these are these solar panels that I showed here. These are, I think I said, was six volt solar panels. They actually read in at like 5.4 or something like that when you, when you read them on a meter. But um, this actually, because it is 18650 and it's a LiPo battery, um, it has a special board that stop prevents overcharging. Oh, okay. Uh, on it, right? Because these things will catch on fire. Um, it ran great. I, I actually built this the day after our show. Put it outside, and last week it quit working during the night and only during the day. So it obviously it wasn't charging enough. So uh, once I get this perfected, I can talk about it because this definitely would be a better battery, a single battery system. Um, but then you have a chip in your cache too. You got to worry about going bad versus what I showed you tonight, which is just the double A battery with the solar right. charger. It doesn't have any of that. So, you know, I, I posted this and I just kind of wanted to mention, I didn't go over it tonight because I'm not happy with it. And once I get it figured out, then maybe I'll go over it then at that okay. point. So, yeah. All right. So I, any, um, just kind of look, uh, so John was talking about, um, the cache that we were kind of basing off of is this one mm -hmm. here. Uh, and um, that's one thing that I didn't mention on here is uh, you'll have to get, obviously there's spots here for locks. And I don't mm -hmm. think you need both. I think you just need one. You can do both if you want. And I think you'd need a combination lock unless you're going to find a key somewhere. But yeah, right. I combination lock. So I think those should be good. Um, one thing that I know, you know, Chad, and I appreciate all the hard work and all the design on this one, because I think this really opens up a lot of opportunities for people to hide gadget caches kind of disguised as trail counters or trail cameras out there, too. So I think that's actually pretty cool uh, to use this as a model moving forward. And one other thing I wanted to mention, too, because I know we're a little bit tight on time, is if anybody does put one of these out, please let me know. I'm happy to maintain a bookmark list with all the Sasquatch monitoring stations that people put out there. And I think that would be really cool to have a listing of those. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that'd be fun. If we could get them around, we could actually do some kind of listing or series of them. It'd be kind of cool to do a coin if you can find them all, but. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. That's well, definitely. like way in the future. That'd have to be discussions. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Um, Let's talk about I that like one. your idea, John, of having a map of where they're placed. Cause I know I had feedback from someone in, in Colorado, um, two people in Florida, um, Australia 
and a couple other places I don't remember where exactly. Um, off the top of my head, Canada was one somewhere up there. I don't remember where. But anyways, if we get enough feedback and people are willing to purchase the kits, then we'll put them out and we'll make a map. I think that'd be awesome. I think that would be cool. That would be really, be really cool. cool. If I sign the log before I ship them out, do I get to claim those? Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> That'd just be an autographed. Oh, it'd have to be our first road trip, I guess, then, right, Derek? Yeah, oh, which man. I would still love to be able to do yeah. that. Uh, that's, that's still one of That'd my dreams cool. to be able to do that, take some time off and be able to do a gadget talk across America. Yeah. So. And then one more thing here before we go. Um, is um, a few weeks ago or a few shows ago, we had Daniel Flieger yes. on. Um, he has his Germany tour coming up in March um, and just wanted to bring that up. Uh, more than likely, I will be there as well on that tour. So uh, if you want to come book it um, now as soon as possible, but just wanted to bring it up and kind of plug that if you're interested. It's supposed to be, it's going to be a great tour. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I was trying to see, uh, and you can find that at, at cash, cashhorizon.com. I was trying to find the email or the uh, the website, so you can go on there and find that on there. Uh, the tours, you go into tours or trips or whatever it says up there, and you can go in there and find that trip to Germany. It's actually where instead of bringing Germans to the U.S., it's going to be taking U.S. Americans or other people from different countries to Germany and do a whole tour of a whole bunch of stuff. So, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it does, and I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to going uh, if I. I can make it work with my schedule. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. So cool. So, and then also don't forget next week, um, eight o'clock central is the cash fest, um, update on the events that's going on. And Gary's getting to spill the beans on what this is. So once again, I'm gonna show it again. He gets to spill the beans on what this is. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's next week here on the Geocache Talk Network. So don't miss that. Gary's going to be spilling some beans. We're, the whole cache crew is going to be spilling some beans. So it's going to be a lot of fun about the event, Cache Fest Memphis here uh, this summer. Uh, uh, July 15th, is it this time? 17th. Uh, you got me. <laughs> My memory is terrible. The events are going to start earlier in the week, and then the big event, of course, is on Saturday. So it's that week of 16th, 17th, whatever that Saturday is. Uh, that's the main event. The 15th. But everything else is up to that point. So yeah, we had some good meetings. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool reveals next week that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, there'll be some stuff that's going to pop up on the website maybe this week. So be checking that out. And of course, that's Cash Fest. Uh, dot com. July fifteenth so, is what Lori from Seabeck Tribe says. And, okay. and I think the GC code for Cash Fast correct is uh, GC nine ZEFF Z E F F. I believe so. That's right. So okay. uh, get your bulletins in there, and because it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, GC nine Z E F F, which is such a cool, um, cool uh, code. Anyways, so um, that's really cool. Um, you know, one more thing. I, I should mention, um, because I've had a lot of people ask me, um, the Gadget Academy tags that people have asked about, the trackable tags, um, they're going out. There's 400 of them going out in February in the Cash Crate. So if you're a Cash Crate subscriber, 
um, you'll get one. But uh, anyways, or you may want to email them if you're wanting one separately. But uh, just to get that out there since people are asking about how to get one. Other than that, you'll only be able to get one if you attend the Gadget Academy. Right. So, all right. Hope everybody's enjoyed tonight. So don't forget next week. Thanks, Chad, for the hard work on this, the Sasquatch yeah, monitoring station. So John, I know you're looking forward to getting it. Uh, this is such a cool cache and very simple to make. Fairly simple to make, just a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, and like we said, we would love to see a bookmark list of any of y'all that build one of these. Yeah, if you're interested, in, make sure Derek mentioned the, the email. Gadget yep. Academy, or no, I'm not sorry. Geocache Talk. Now on, you got I have me. my sticky note over it. Gadget, tech, Gadget Talk Podcast, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> There's too many. It's like CoinFest and CashFest. I get those mixed up all the time. <laughs> um, so, yes. Anyway, send us an email. If there's enough uh, interest, then I will make them as kids. Awesome. All right, everybody. Don't forget next week. See you next week for those of us that are on the CashFest crew. But till then, make something, have some fun. And get out there and go geocaching. Good night. Good night. Yeah.